Thank you for listening to the Southern Connecticut Church of Christ podcast. We're a non-denominational congregation that serves the Fairfield through the New Haven area in Connecticut. If you would like to find out more about our ministry, you can find us on the web at sctcoc.org. Welcome to the Southern Connecticut Church of Christ Women's Ministry Midweek. And uh, this is is a new thing. Uh, I had to get a Facebook account. Everybody's been bugging me for the longest time to do this. So uh, now I have one, but I will probably delete it after we get out of this situation. Um, I am so glad uh, that we're on this journey together. And um, I'm grateful that we can connect during this unusual time in our world right now. So um, for the next few months, we're going to be studying the book of Ephesians. Uh, We've been praying for God to really use this New Testament letter to minister to your heart and, and to mine. Um, we are all processing and experiencing this time differently, uh, but we are unified because of our love for God and for each other. Um, let's stay faithful. Let's stay compassionate. Let's stay sensitive. Uh, let's trust. Uh, let's let our light shine as individual disciples, uh, but let's also let our light shine as the body of Christ. Uh, the challenges are obvious, uh, but the opportunities, I believe, are obvious as well. Uh, Let's draw near to God and let's stay connected to each other. Uh, I just have a few quick reminders and then we'll pray before um, we do the lesson. Uh, Some quick reminders. Obviously, on a sad note, our Women's Day had to be postponed, uh, but just postponed, not canceled, hopefully to the fall. Uh, You're all being refunded right now. We felt like it would be better for you just to get the money back and then we will uh, re-register everybody, hopefully, for the fall. Uh, Tomorrow is a day of prayer and fasting worldwide in our fellowship. It's going to be great to know we're all praying and fasting together all over the world. So uh, please join us in that. Um, Use our social media. Pat and Lamisha have done a great job. Uh, Keep up with the virtual church tile on our app and let's stay connected. Uh, Also, if you're not a member of the church and you're watching tonight, thank you. Thank you for listening Uh, and we hope you're encouraged and that you will come follow us on all of our social media on Facebook and Instagram and uh, that you will join us eventually when we all meet together uh, again. So why don't we go ahead and we're going to start with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much just for this time for me to be with the women. Uh, God, I pray that you will work through me, that you will empty me of empty me of myself and that you will just help me to teach the scriptures as they are written and that you will help me to speak from my heart and that you will speak through me. God, I pray that you'll be with our situation right now in the world. God, please be with the, the scientists and the medical community, um, that you will help them to come up with a vaccine that will work. God, be with all of our healthcare workers right now, that they will be um, protected. Thank you so much for their willingness to sacrifice. I pray that you will, in particular, protect those that are part of the church, that we will encourage them. God, and I pray, Father, that you will just Continue to teach us whatever it is you want us to learn through this very uh, different, unusual, surreal time, really, uh, in our world right now. God, please be with those that are in the hardest situations right now in Italy and in Spain, and that you will continue to um, just humble us, God, uh, and teach us whatever it is that you really believe we need to understand right now. Uh, We love you and we pray all this through Jesus. Amen. All right, so if you have your Bible, if you can turn over... To Ephesians chapter 1, 
we're going to read 1 through 14. So if you can read along with me, uh, that would be great. All right. So it says in chapter 1, verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. And he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. In him, we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. In order that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance unto the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Okay, a lot in there. We're going to kind of put to uh, in his house. Uh, he could get visits from people, but he couldn't go anywhere. He couldn't visit the churches, uh, but he wanted to communicate to them and encourage and remind them of all that they had in Christ. Um, and, you know, that might be how a lot of us feel right now. Uh, but I'm so grateful that Paul wrote this letter to really encourage the disciples of that time, but also to encourage us. You know, I want you to turn over another scripture in Acts chapter 20. There's a scripture um, in Acts 20 in verse 28. And it reads in verse 28, I'll give you a minute to get there, Acts 20, 28 through 32. And it says, keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. I know that after I leave, Savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. So be on your guard. Remember that for three years, I never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. Now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. So this is a scripture when Paul, um, Paul had been in Ephesus. He was in Ephesus for three years and he's with the elders right now and he's sharing his heart with them. Right after this, he, they kneel and they pray and they cry because they know they will probably not see him again. And he knew they would be tested. And he, he tells them, you will be tested um, and I need you to be faithful. And I really believe um, that that's why he's writing to them because he had heard they were faithful and that they were loving each other and he wanted to encourage them more. Now, if you go back over to Ephesians uh, chapter one and you look at verse, the, the, the uh, greeting that Paul gives him, 
uh, is in, in chapter 1, in verse 1, it says, To the saints in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. And then he says, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He calls them faithful disciples. And he says, you've been loyal and steadfast. When you read this in the Amplify, which I'm going to read to you, which is really cool, it says, to the saints, God's people, who are at Ephesus and are faithful and loyal and steadfast in Christ Jesus. goes on to say, grace to you and peace, inner calm and spiritual well-being from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul is addressing them and saying, you guys have been faithful. You've been loyal. You've been steadfast. The Greek word for the for faithful in this scripture is pistos, P-I-S-T-O-S. And it means to be trustworthy, trustworthy with their relationship with God and trustworthy with what they had been given, the gospel. And he's really commending them. He's saying, wow, you guys have been faithful. And then in verse two, he talks about, he, he sends them grace and peace. Paul wanted to pass on to them mercy and shalom an inner calm, a spiritual well-being. And isn't that exactly what we need right now? Uh, we need peace, shalom, uh, inner calm. Uh, we need mercy. And we need to pass that on uh, to one another. If you go into Ephesians and you look down in verse 3, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. We have been given so much. When I read this, all I could think about was just every spiritual blessing that we have been giving. He's reminding them, Paul, uh, he's reminding them all of what they have. You know, it's so easy to forget uh, when, when we don't have certain things, what we do have. And he's trying to give them perspective. Uh, which is super important for us right now to have uh, perspective. Um, I believe that, you know, it's a good reminder for us, and it was a good reminder for them to reflect on, you know, how much they had been given. One of the blessings that Paul, I believe, is emphasizing through this whole chapter, which was really interesting for me to see, um, is that the unity that they had, that they were enjoying, had been built by God. You know, it was pretty amazing for there to be Jews and Gentiles that were worshiping together. That was something that was really hard for them to even accept at first. Uh, totally um, difficult for them to really even put their mind around at first. And then God uh, showed them, here, let me show what I can do. You know, uh, in, in verses 1 through 12, he really directs his thoughts primarily to the Jews. He's really talking to his Jewish brothers and sisters. And in verse 12, if you look at Ephesians 1 and verse 12, it says, In order that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. So he's referring to the Jews. He's saying who were the first to hope in Christ. For the first 10 years, uh, the gospel was offered only to the Jews. Um, and so that was, you know, that was God's plan. And then in Acts chapter 10, everything changes. God ushers in the Gentiles, you know, through a dream that he gives Peter uh, and, uh, I mean, and Cornelius uh, is, you know, they work together and basically God ushers in the kingdom to the Gentiles. Um, the Jews were the first chosen people and they were the first to hear, but then the Gentiles. So it's interesting in chapter one, in verses three, four, six, seven, 
8, 9, 11, and 12, Paul uses either us or we because he's saying that they were called as a people, not even as individuals, but they were called as a people. And then in verse 13, if you jump there and read what it says, it says, and you also were included. He's saying now to the Gentiles, you were included, but that you that's there in the Greek is a singular. It's not, uh, it's a singular personal. It's not plural. So he's basically saying the way God set this up was first this was for the Jewish nation. And then it's been now for you. You've been included. And so have you, you and I. And that, this is awesome. You and I get to join this amazing family. They had heard, they had believed, they had obeyed, they had been baptized, but so have we. We have heard, we've believed, we've obeyed, we've been baptized, and through baptism, we were marked with the, heel, the, the seal of the Holy Spirit. So whether Jew or Greek or Gentile, we're all, we've all gained full access to God through Christ, and now we're all together. And Paul wanted them to appreciate that. The same for us. I believe he wanted us, and God wanted us, to appreciate the depth of what he did so that we would have this kind of fellowship that was everyone together, that we are now included. I don't know about you guys, but I am so glad that I was included, that I have been included through me making the decision to make Jesus Lord of my life, hearing the message, believing, obeying, getting baptized. I've now been sealed. So let's talk more about those spiritual blessings, because at a time like this, we usually do need to focus on, you know, what what is the good things right now? So what I thought of is in verse four, if you go in chapter one, verse four, one of those spiritual blessings is the fact that we are chosen. He says, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless. So first we were chosen before the creation of the world. He chose the plan for the Jews to be first, then the Gentiles, then for you and I. And that makes me feel really special. Uh, that I'm, it makes me motivated. It makes me feel loved. It makes me feel really touched, you know, personally. And so that's something we can meditate on. That's really positive. Then he says we were chosen for two things. He says chosen for holiness, cho chosen to be blameless. The word holiness in the Greek, and I'm probably going to butcher how it's said, so I'll spell it H-A-G-I-O-S, hagios, means identifiable. Blameless in the Greek was amomos, A-M-O-M-O-S, mean offering our best. So we've been chosen to be identifiable. We've been chosen to offer our best. So knowing that God has always had a plan for me and for you since before the creation, that motivates me to be identifiable, to really offer my best so that people can really see that, you know, I'm a follower of Jesus. The other blessing that I saw is in verse 5, if you look there, says, it says in verse 5, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. So not only have we been chosen, but we've also been adopted. And it's really neat. We've been adopted through Jesus uh, into his family. You know, And it's really interesting because Paul would have understood the Roman adoption process. And 
I want to read you something that I think would help you that I read um, that really helped me to understand this Roman adoption process. So just listen up to this. It says, the ritual of adoption must have been very impressive. It was carried out by a symbolic sale in which copper and scales were used. Twice the real father sold his son and twice he symbolically bought him back. Finally, he sold him a third time and at the third sale, he did not buy him back. After this, the adopting father had to go to the Roman magistrates and plead the case for the adoption. Only after all this had been gone through was the adoption complete. When the adoption was complete, it was complete indeed. The person who had been adopted had all the rights of a legitimate son in his new family and completely lost all rights in his old, old family. In the eyes of the law, he was a new person. So new was he that even all debts and obligations connected with his previous family were abolished as if they had never existed. This is what Paul says that God has done for us. We were absolutely in the power of sin and of the world. God, through Jesus, took us out of that power into his, and that adoption wipes out the, pe out the past and makes us new. Wow. Can, you know, we have been given a new start in a new family. I want to read you another scripture. Turn over to Psalm chapter 40, because this was so encouraging for me to read um, this Psalm today. In Psalm 40, in verse 1, and I didn't cue this one up, so let me get there. In Psalm 40, in verse 1 through 5, I want you to listen to this, and maybe you can meditate on it tonight or Talk about it later or in your, in your quiet time in the morning. In verse 1, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and he heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet in a rock and he gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Many, O Lord, my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you planned for us. No one can recount to you. Were I to speak and tell of them, they would be too many to declare. You know, we have so much that we've been blessed by God. He has pulled us out of a slimy pit, out of our sin, out of our old lives, out of relying on ourselves, and he has placed us in a new family with a new start. That's something to really be grateful for. The other spiritual blessing I thought of is grace. So if you go back to Ephesians 1 and look at verse 7, it says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. You know, he lavished us with grace and mercy and forgiveness and that we've been redeemed through the blood of Jesus. You know, in the Amplified, it, it reads a little differently. I want to read that to you. It says, in him we have redemption. That is our deliverance and salvation through his blood, which paid the penalty for our sin and resulted in the forgiveness and complete pardon of our sin in accordance with the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us. You know, it talks about, We've been given a complete pardon of our sin, that we have, uh, he had paid the penalty for us. Our God never holds back his love. He, he is so loving and so giving. You know, the, the thing that I had to think about is how grateful am I? You know, do I hold back my love 
from him? Do I hold back my heart from him? Do I hold my, my heart back from anyone in my life? You know, am I uh, as gracious and as merciful and as giving as God is? So many blessings. One of the last blessings I want to talk about before we go on to the second part of this chapter is we've been blessed with an inheritance. If you look at chapter 1 and verse 14, it says, Who is a deposit, the Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance unto the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. We have been given a destiny. We've been given a hope. We've been marked with a seal by God. That Holy Spirit is a guarantee that God it will not renege his promise that he will not uh, that he will come through that there is hope there there is something beyond this i'm going to read 14 verse 14 of chapter 1 in the amplified you guys know i love that version it says the spirit is the guarantee the first installment the pledge a foretaste of our inheritance until the redemption of god's own purchased possession his believers to the praise of his glory. Oh my goodness. That's just, it's just so amazing. You know, God is faithful. You know, Paul's writing to them and, and encouraging them that they've been faithful, but he's also expressing to them how faithful God is. God is trustworthy and his spirit is in us to remind us of that. We have a hope. We have a destiny to be with God here and then for eternity. And, and that is the promise that God has given us. So now let's look on in verse 15, and we're going to read 15 now, uh, chapter 1, 15 through 23. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him, Jesus, to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Wow. I love that how it starts off in verse 15. Um, he says, for this reason. And, you know, he says, I've heard, you know, he's encouraged. He's like, I've heard you've been faithful, you've been pistos, you've been trustworthy, you're trusting God, you're loving each other. You know, he's encouraged. And then he goes into this, here's what I'm praying about for you. You know, I'm so encouraged. I've heard about so many of you, your faith, how much you're loving your, your, your neighbors, you're loving each other, and I'm so encouraged. You know, but I love to see here now, what, what, what did Paul pray? What was he praying for? What did, what did he think that they needed right now? He, he, you know, when you read the whole text, it says he wants them to take it deeper. And wow, we have an opportunity, I feel like right now, to take all of us, to take our relationship with God so much deeper. He wants them to have more intimacy with God. He wants them to open up the eyes of their heart 
we have so much more time to be able to do that. Uh, I know some of us feel like we're actually in some ways busier. Um, we have our kids at home and you know, you're trying to maybe teach from home and work from home, but we've got to make sure that we are taking advantage of the time that we do have to draw more near to God, to really open up the, ask him to open up the eyes of your heart. Um, I'm going to read 18 through 20 in the Amplified. It says, and I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit. That's an awesome part of that. So that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people. And so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power is in us who believe. I love how much it expands that. He's saying, you know, he wants them and God wants us to know and cherish the hope that we have in Christ that we've been given. He wants our hearts to be enlightened by the by the Holy Spirit. He wants us to go deeper. He wants us to understand this immeasurable, unlimited, surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power in us who believe. We have a power. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead is in you and I. And that's what Paul wanted to remind the disciples of. He wanted them to, to just open their hearts, to let the Holy Spirit enlighten them, to go deeper with God, because they were going through tough times just like we're going through. He wanted to help them to remember that same power that removed your sin that is inside of you as a disciple, that we have that power, the same power that gave us this amazing fellowship. These are all the blessings that will keep us strong during this time. And I, I hope that all of us can take this chapter and, and, and you know, and go over it yourself. And maybe you wrote notes while we were looking at this. Uh, I know you're all going to have discussions in a little while, but let's really dig deep into the scriptures and allow them to really massage our heart and to really get in there and, and deepen our walk with God. I want to look at another scripture. I want you to turn over to Romans chapter 8, and we're about to close out with this so you can get into your discussions. So in Romans chapter 8, it says in verse 28, And we know that in all things... God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is, it, who, who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus, who died. More than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or 
or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword. As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Sisters, I hope you're encouraged. Let's lean into God. Let's rest our souls in him. Let's, you know, take this opportunity to throw off the things of the world. Let's really remember all of the spiritual blessings that we have. And let's stay connected. I love you with all my heart. I miss you all. I can't wait to see you. We're going to just, I'm just going to weep when I see you. Uh, it's, it's just breaking my heart. I feel so torn away. I love you all. Have great discussions. And we'll see you in two weeks on April 5th. We'll do chapter two. Uh, again, remember today is, a, uh, tomorrow is a day of prayer and fasting. And we'll all get to worship on Sunday. I love you. All my heart. This has been an episode of the Southern Connecticut Church of Christ podcast. Please subscribe so you can keep up to date with the latest podcast.